Welcome to the Success Journey Show. Let's travel together through the lives of individuals on the road to success. Hey, what's going on, travelers? It's Ricky Ventures and Marlon Madden back with another week of the Success Journey Show. Marlon, what's good, bro? How you doing today? Hey, man, I felt I'm feeling good, and I'm going to tell you why. Yeah, last night I went to play ball, man, and I, and, and I ran the court six games straight, you know what I'm saying? So, Oh, man, that's huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially yeah, yeah. you just getting over getting sick, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that, I, I kind of validate that I'm over my sickness, and um, and it felt good, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, getting six wins in, in the gym, it always feels good. Now, now you know, when I was playing a, while, a little while back, man, I was playing against a whole bunch of guys that are coming for their lunch break. But they were like 60, 70 years old now. Who are you playing against? <laughs> I'm, I'm, play, I'm playing the LA, LA Fitness, man. Young boys, young boys. I'm the, oh, okay, okay. They, they call me OG. I, I, they call me OG on the court or pop sometimes, man. So, oh, you know man. what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. I had to put it in the right perspective there. I was like, man, who, who are you playing against? Man? But, nah, that's what's up, man. But, yo, man, before we jump into it, listeners, uh, Marlon and I just want to thank you for all your support so far. We want to thank you for the reviews. We want to thank you for the comments. Uh, I want to thank you for tuning in every week. And for those that have not had the opportunity to send a review and or send a, uh, to leave a comment, hey, why don't you go over to the platform that you're listening to, leave a four-star, five-star, uh, leave a comment letting us know how these podcasts are inspiring you. Uh, you can also go to our website, the Success Journey, uh, the successjourneyshow.com, and on there, you can sign up to become the on come on the journey squad. Uh, we'll love to have you on there. You'll get firsthand information as to what's coming up, um, uh, past uh, guests, and also new guests that are coming. So, hey, man, we are looking forward to this uh, in- episode today, and you guys are in tune for a uh, in store for a great one. So, Marlon, anything else we want to? No, no, that's it. Up? You covered everything, man. You covered everything. All right, cool, cool. Why don't you do the honors today, man? Hey. Friends, family, travelers. Hey, this man needs no great introduction. Um, hey, it's Mr. AD himself. Hey, AD, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. All right, all right, all right. Hey, thank you for having uh, um being on our show, man. Man, it's a pleasure being here. Yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. So, hey. AD, man, why don't you take some time just to share with the listeners just a little bit about yourself. Okay, so I'm the CEO of dherbs.com. Um, we primarily focus on um, herbal cleansing, but I also have 400 different products. I'm also the health coach for the Steve Harvey TV show. So some of the transformations, the really big transformations that you've seen people go through on the show, I'm responsible uh, for that. Um, and that's, you know, that's pretty much my deal. <laughs> hey, awesome, awesome. We're, we're laughing because people are like, wait a minute. Yeah, I heard we heard a couple of things. One, you own your own herbal company. Two, you're a trainer. Three, they heard the word Steve Harvey jump out there, man. But don't worry, <laughs> listeners, we're gonna break it all down and allow him to really share his full story. So AD man, let's let's jump back a, a few years ago and uh tell tell us kind of your 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 passion and how you kind of got led into this area now that you're in a training as well as uh, the herbal company that you had? Well, I was an athlete in college. So therefore I played basketball and I, you know, I received a scholarship and also played professional basketball in Australia. And the way this whole thing came about is that first of all, I was also, you know, a business, you know, business was my, that was my major in college. So my whole goal ultimately was to run my own business. Um, 
So during that process of playing basketball and basically working for other people, I realized that, hey, you know what? My life is ready for a different path. So I left Australia, came back home, and I began to focus on my uh, my business career. And I, I, I was looking for different things. And I started a vending machine company. I had a real estate company. And just being an entrepreneur, many things come across your desk. And one of the things that came across my desk that changed my life was a herbal company. So I met an herbalist I really, really liked. And, so, and we began to form a company called dherbs.com. And just to show you how ambitious that you have to be to be an entrepreneur, my very first email I ever had was dherbs2004 at yahoo.com, which is my current email (laughs) right now. So I literally (laughs) thrusted myself into this internet world and I didn't even have an email. But I think Mm. as an entrepreneur, that's what you have to be. You can't be scared of anything. You just got to get out there and put in the work and, you know, the results will happen. Mm. Oh, man. Oh, man. Hey, I, w- I want you to explain something to a lot of people, too, because when, when people see entrepreneurs, the way how they're seeing entrepreneurs on the, on the big screen today or even on social media, they see them as people that all they're doing is traveling, get on the personal jets, driving the, driving the 745 or not even the 745, the Bentley and, and, and the Lamborghinis. I want you to explain to them kind of like, what your world is really like as an entrepreneur, the person that has to think of, hey, I have workers that I have to pay at the end of the week. Absolutely. First of all, I got a staff of 20 people. I got 20. Mm. I own my own building. So prior, so prior to all that and the cars and the houses and the traveling and all that stuff, my business didn't make money for four years. Well, we didn't make a dime. Mm. For, I didn't pay myself a salary for four years. It took me four years to figure out what was the formula for my company? Because each company has a different formula. And you have to realize that marketing is a pit hole. That's where you will lose, you can lose your whole entire business in your marketing and not make any money. So you got to figure out a formula that works for your company, for the cash flow that you have going on currently, so you can truly be successful. So there's tons of work that needs to happen prior to getting to those jets and flying around the world. Mm. Mm-hmm. So did you did you always have the entrepreneurial uh, like spirit, man? Because you, know, you, you say you play basketball. You know, I'm, I'm assuming you played. That was a, that took a major part of your earlier life. Right. You know, and then, you know, transition from there. Like, like what happened? Did you always were you always entrepreneur? That's a great question. Um, what it is, is that my grandfather is uh, John Dolphin. So if you look up, oh, John, wow. if you look up John Dolphin, John Dolphin, he, before, he was the first black producer ever. So to kind of give you an idea of who my grandfather was, before there was Barry Gordy, Barry Gordy learned from my grandfather how he moved in the music world. And so my grandfather, he was the first black producer. So he would literally produce your music. And in the 40s, he owned his own radio station and he Mm. owned his own record store. So he basically insulated his whole entire growth because he could produce the record, play it on the radio and then sell it that afternoon. Mm. So he was, and my grandfather also is the first person to have a business in the United States that was 24 seven. So his record store was 24 hours, seven days a week open and never closed. Wow. Wow. So the spirit definitely does live within me. And also my sister, just so my whole entire family, my mother had uh, four kids. Three of the kids are millionaires. Mm. Mm. Wow. 
Wow. And by, wow. And by, and by default, that fourth one is... Everybody don't make it. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody not paying attention. Everybody not paying attention to their class and their surroundings. <laughs> hey, I always tell my mom, three out of four ain't bad. 75 hey, hey. 75% is good. You pass. She got a formula. She got a formula. Anybody would take her formula right now. <laughs> <Tell> her. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, so being that you had the entrepreneurial spirit and you're playing ball, while you were playing ball, were you looking for the next thing or were you thinking, hey, I'm because uh, you're playing in Australia, you're just playing um, pros, but you're not in the NBA, correct? Right. So, were you looking to go into the NBA or were you like, hey, I'm going to, I'm, I'm hitting that business after this? Uh, man, I, my goal was always the, the ultimate, which was to play in the NBA. But at some mm -hmm. point in time in your life, you got to realize that God may have a different path for you. And that was the path that I chose to take because the money I was making in Australia wasn't going to be life changing. It wasn't. So therefore, I had to make a grown-up decision, and that's a tough decision for an athlete to make. To, Correct. you know, basically give up on his dreams, give up on what he was thinking about, and just change his dreams, and change what he's doing, and make those kind of adjustments. And, and that just goes along with being a grown-up. Mm, yeah. So, so you, after the NBA, you know, you're like, I mean, not the NBA, the, the, the basketball and professional basketball, you know, I'm, I, I assume that being on that level, you are exposed to a lot of entrepreneurial opportunities, right? Whether it's investing, whether it's right. your own company, where real estate, you know, a lot of people are, are knocking at your door or you're being introduced to a lot of different people, right? Like what made you go into the direction of like herbs? You know, like I said before, um, Mm -hmm. I met a herbalist I really liked. And the reason why I was doing this cleanse because I wasn't playing basketball anymore. And I began to like gain weight. Now, and I had never been faced with that. That was a whole new concept for me. So, <laughs> so, you know, I had a girlfriend at the time. She introduced me to cleansing. I really liked the cleanse. I said, let me talk to the person who created it. I, uh, I spoke to them. I immediately bought 60% of their company. They weren't on the internet. They were just selling it hand to hand. And we, in 2004, we actually, May 2004, we put it on the internet put it on the internet. And then that's when I had to begin that whole process of learning about the internet, learning about SEO, search engine optimization, learning about um, um, marketing and doing all these other things to help make the co company be successful. So it's definitely a transition. It's definitely a learning curve that you need to, uh, uh, you know, kind of catch up to and, and learn very, very quickly, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, now walk us through kind of like how you get, because I remember when Steve Harvey was going through the whole transformation thing, he was running, he was doing all the different kind of stuff and the cleansing and everything like that. Walk us how you, you get introduced to him or you uh, present yourself to him and how he latches on to your... Oh, to Steve your Harvey? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so first of all, my first introduction to Steve Harvey is that I approached the Steve Harvey radio show and I, and I told them what I wanted to do and I, I happened to meet a gentleman that introduced me to Steve Harvey. His name is Dennis Brownlee. And um, Dennis, Steve said, okay. First, he said, all right, how old are you? Because I ain't going to have no young whippersnapper on my show. That can't. <laughs> He's like, you're going to have to be a decent age because he wanted a solid individual. He didn't want someone that's running to the club every day. So yeah, mm. after he okayed my age and then he went on and say, okay, does it work? 
And then I sent him a cleanse. I explained to him the cleanse. He did the cleanse. He lost 18 pounds. His first, first experience, he said, cool. Okay, it works. You got a good product. You're a good person. You know what? I'm going to give you a shot. And they gave me interviews on the radio. And those interviews mm. changed my business. And that was about seven to nine years ago. And that's the one thing I always praise Steve for because Steve gave someone a shot that didn't, he didn't have to. And he wasn't mm. truly benefiting from it. And then when he gave me those interviews, I took my relationship to start buying advertising time from his radio show. And that's mm. what happened. That's when that began the transition. And next thing you know, they called me, you know, a few years down the line, they called me for his TV show. And then, that's how that relationship went. And I've been with Steve probably for the last nine to 10 years. Wow. Wow. You know, you said something very key, you know, in that, you know, in the, the sequence of that story. And I wanted to see if you can dive into it just a little bit more uh, in terms of, you know, he put you on, on, the, on the radio show after he trusted the product and trusted you right. as an individual. Um, and he said, all right, I'm gonna put you on my platform. And he said, when that happened, your company just, it started blowing up. It started growing. Right. How did you deal with that growth? Was it rapid? Was it, you know, uh, over a couple of months, years? Like what, right. what did that look like? So this is an entrepreneurship show. So therefore, and it's a success show. So I'm going to give everybody real numbers. I'm going to tell you exactly what it was. At the time, my company was making about 5000 a day. The, my first interview on Steve Harvey, I made $58,000, $59,000 that day. Mm. Every day I advertised on this show, and I did it for a month. Every day I advertised on this show, I made $25,000. Wow. So, wow. That's, so when you make the right move as an entrepreneur, and you know exactly where you're supposed to be, and you know it in your heart, and you get there, things happen very fast. So at that point, I literally went from handling our orders every single day to being down 5,000 orders within a week. So mm. I literally had to, we were sleeping in the office. We slept, I slept in the office for two weeks until we got out every single order because at that time, my staff wasn't that big. My staff mm. was maybe about four or five people. And, we, had, and we, were, we were putting in work day in and day out to get those orders out because we know that becomes the reputation of your business. Mm. <laughs> you see, and, and that's the stuff that pe uh, people don't hear. The stuff that people don't hear is that they're like, oh man, he knows Steve Harvey and his business blew up. But they don't think about now that you're, you're, you're getting, what? let's put a number to it. Let's say you're getting a, a hundred orders a day. And now all of a sudden you're getting, like you're saying, a thousand, five thousand. You have to actually take in that order and fulfill them now because you don't want, you, you want your company to be reputable. Right. Then you have to kick into another gear. That's what people don't see when they're, when they're thinking about entrepreneurs and also how you have to sacrifice that time. And I, I, I love that you share that story with us, man. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. so, 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 so with that, right, I'm, I'm, I'm asking this sequence of questions uh, purposely because I want the listeners to understand, especially the entrepreneurs out there in terms of scaling your business, right, and what you have to do based off of opportunities that come. Now, uh, now you're at this rapid, rapid growth, you know, you're getting, you're recognizing um, your target. Uh, you're seeing how hey, every advertisement we put out, this is what we're going to get in revenue. So you're seeing all that. Now, how do you start building your business? Now you say you have 20 people working for you, right? right? 
Like, how do you start thinking, okay, I need to hire somebody else, or I need to hire two more, three more people? Like, what was your thought process through that? And how did you know when it was the right time? Well, like I said before, I did go to business school. So therefore, Mm -hmm. I understand what you have to do to grow your company. And I understand the you know, having great employees and great talent around you. So I knew we had to expand. I knew we had Mm -hmm. to expand. So one of the first issues I addressed was the phone because when we literally did, when I do an interview on the Steve Harvey radio show, I would get about 6,000 phone calls within a certain amount of time. Um, Probably within the next probably three to four hours, I would get that many phone calls. Now, I don't know if you guys know anything about call centers, but there's not a call center in the country that can handle (laughs) that kind of volume for phone calls. So I attempted to use a call center initially. And what I realized they were closing out about 6% and my company was closing out about 35%. So I immediately canceled the call center and, and hired more people within my office so they could handle phone calls. So therefore we can close at a higher rate, make more money and do things along those lines. But definitely the first issue I addressed was that phone. Thank you for listening to the Success Journey Show. Please follow us on our social media on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook at the Success Journey Show. Also check out our website at thesuccessjourneyshow.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Now, now that... And, and I, I know you said before that you were doing the, the the real estate thing and all that. Did you did you stay within that real estate field, or did you um, diversify, or did you just say, okay, hey, I'm going to focus straight on this and um and and, and march forward? I definitely uh, stopped doing real estate at the time. Well, you know how real estate is. You come across Correct. a property, you buy it, you lease it out, or you rent it out, what have yep. you. So that I always kept doing because my brother's a real estate broker. So every time he found opportunities. You know, you trust your family. You trust my, I trust my brother. So therefore he would just tell me how much money he need. I would just send it over there. And I knew he handled that aspect of the business. So I did stay into that too, too, but I wasn't, my attention wasn't, wasn't all the way over there. It was definitely on growing my company because these kind of opportunities don't happen very often. Correct. So you have to take mm-hmm. full advantage of every single opportunity that comes your way. And that's what I was doing by focusing on the herbs. Mm, uh, love it. So I want I want to jump back real quick. I don't know why my mind went here, but as you said, but you talked about your brother, and you started talking a little bit about you know how you know, out of your three siblings, out of your four siblings, three of you guys are millionaires. Um, what kind of on an everyday life, like growing up, you know, what are some things that you, were you guys exposed to? I know your great grandfather, right? You know, and everything he's done, but what kind of things were you guys exposed to to really, you know, embody? this type of entrepreneurial spirit? Well, you know what it is? My father gave us, um, my mother pretty much led by example, but my father Mm -hmm. was more of the outspoken person. And um, he wasn't, you know, my family, it was a broken home, but my father was a very, very strong individual. He was the person that, like, if you got in a fight at school to kind of tell you the way I grew up, if you got in a fight at school, his only question was, did you win the fight? And Mm. if you didn't win the fight, he would tell you, you got to fight tomorrow. Mm. So that's where I came from, that kind of a background where we weren't scared to do anything. Mm. We weren't scared to do anything. And that's the same reason why I started my company, you know, uh, internet-based company, and I didn't even have email. I wasn't even associated with email. (laughs) I just jumped into it because that's who I was. That's who I was brought up to be because of my dad and because of the spunk 
and the enthusiasm that he gave me and that no fear clause that he gave me in life that I faced everything that same way. I honestly felt like I could do anything. And also just being an athlete or being good at something. That's what I tend to try to tell anybody. I don't care what it is. It could be checkers. It could be basketball. It could be singing. It could be dancing. Doesn't matter what it is. Whatever you can apply time to and actually be good at, if you take that time, that that skill level that you were able to, to do and apply it to whatever you want to be successful in life, you can pull off anything. Mm. Hey, and, and listeners, I want you to know, you know, we did your, we did our homework on you, AD. And, uh, 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 you know, if, 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 if it's true, you have never really held it or never held a job for anybody else, you know, because you've been an entrepreneur, you've been in that entrepreneur mindset all your life. Absolutely. Just to kind of tell you guys, when I was in school, when my whole, when we were all in school, I was in high school, you know how you have those little clubs and mm. they selling candy to raise money for the clubs? Yeah. yeah. I made a club for myself. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was the AD fund. So I literally went to, um, like in my area, it's this place called Smart and Final where you can be, buy big boxes of M&Ms, candy bars and things like that. And I noticed other people were selling it. So I began to sell it. Now I come from a very modest beginning as far as, you know, humble beginning as far as finances and things like that. So I needed to make some money. So that's how I sold candy at school to make money. So then once my brother seen me do it, he was doing it. And then, then my sister seen me do it. Then next thing you know, both of them were doing it. So we were literally selling candy, making a lot of money. I was taking people to lunch. I was doing everything. <laughs> so the entrepreneur spirit was definitely in me early on. And, you know, that's just who I was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, must, it must be, I'm telling you, it's a good feeling. You know, there's a lot of entrepreneurs that they have the, the, the mindset, but they never act on it because they're of that fear. Oh, now, yeah. now, I understand that your dad would say, hey, go back out. You got to win. Or if you won, a hey, good job. But now, what other things that happen in your life that you're like, hey, I'm fearless. I could do, I could do whatever to make it. Well, you know, probably the thing for me to, to, to show that I'm fearless is that one time we had an advertising opportunity to do something and I'll never forget it, is that um, I'll just, the advertising opportunity was $100,000 a month. At, at that time, that's a big, that's a big amount of money for me. That was, a, lot. Huge, that was a huge, a <laughs> lot of money for me. And I remember at the time it was a, it, it was a one, it was a, it was a situation where it didn't come across very often and I had to take advantage of it. But the thing was, I only had $50,000. That's it. Oh, man. That's all I had. So a lot of times when people are in those situations, they just realize that they can't do it and they shy away from it and they walk, you know, walk away with their tail between their legs. I wasn't that person. What I did was I went back to the advertising company and I asked them, I said, hey, can I do this? I said, I don't want to pay in the beginning. I want to pay in the middle. So can I give you $50,000 at, at, from day one to day 15? Can I give you that? And they say, yeah. And they say, you can pay, repay us the rest at the end of the month. That was one of the life-changing, life-changing moments in my business, to be honest, because the growth that happened within that month was, was astronomical. <laughs> because I took a chance and I asked the question. A lot of times people don't ask that question. They don't, they don't push the limit. 
And sometimes anybody that's successful at anything, and you guys know, because you guys have a successful show, you know the chances and the time and the effort it takes to do what you do. Mm-hmm. Correct, correct. So correct. therefore, you got to put yourself out there. And when you do it, it's uncomfortable. Growth only happens when you're uncomfortable. It doesn't happen at, at ease. I remember Denzel Washer. He said the greatest threat to growth is ease. Mm. Period. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I can tell you I was uncomfortable because I felt like a stalker at first. I don't know if you you felt it, the AD man, because I saw you. I, I saw you on Instagram and I hit you up. I was like, "Hey, man, I like what you're doing," and and, and I saw that you. you uh, in the message it said "seen." I was like, "All right." He looked at it. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and from there, I said, "Hey, man. Hey, uh, won't you?" Li-? I said, "Hey, won't you listen to the show?" And you're like, "Hey, I like it." Then I was like, "Hey." Uh, why don't you give us an a interview? And you're like, all right. And you're like, hey, definitely. But you know, I know you're a busy man. So I know you, you, you go through your definitely and then it slips your mind a little bit. And I kept on going back and going back and going back to life. I was like, and I'm stalking this dude. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm definitely busy, but I believe in this kind of stuff. The oh, only man. reason why I'm here is is because of family members, because of friends, because of people like you gave me the opportunity to have a voice. So I always try to give back. I always try to go above and beyond because someone did it for me. And I just think if we all did something like that, this place and opportunities would be more of an abundance of it. Mm. Oh, man. Now, now, now another, uh, how, how does it feel sometimes when you have somebody that's like, AD, man, I'm ready to do this. I'm ready to do this. And as soon as you step them out there and, and, and you're looking at them, you're like, man, you definitely ain't ready. How, 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 does it, how do you have to how do you break it to somebody like that and tell them hey, exactly what they need to hear? I always tell the truth. <laughs> uh, I tell people and if, if I have a bad truth that they're about to hear, I was like, are you sure you want to hear from me? because I'm always going to be honest because honesty is the thing that's going to keep you on the right track. If people aren't honest with each other and just giving people fluff, then people walk around with this, you know, thinking that they got it all together and it's just not true. So my, my father, my family, they always broke it to you honestly. So if you did a bad job, they'd be like, yeah, you suck today. (laughs) <laughs> if you did good, they was like, yeah, you kicked butt today. And I, that's the place that I come from. So I'm always going to be upfront and honest for people. But to be honest, when it comes to giving people the opportunity, I let them, I left, I, I watch. I watch mm-hmm. what they do and how they move before I give them, before I put them in a situation where that I'm putting my name behind them. Mm. So I watch them very, very closely, how they move, how they do things to see if they do have the juice to do this, because it takes a lot of effort. Yeah. Yeah. So man, Andy, being a business owner, uh, being a CEO, you know, managing multiple people uh, in your company, how do you make sure that you keep a culture of uh, high performance uh, amongst your crew? Um, that's, you always got to have good people. And that's probably one of the hardest things about running a business because people get comfortable. Mm -hmm. And I got this whole saying, I always tell people, somebody got to work in McDonald's. Mm. Everybody not going to make it. (laughs) Everybody don't got the juice. And that's just what it is. And I'm, and I, and one of the gifts that God kind of gave me is the ability to read people. 
So, mm-hmm. and, and I live by that. So I know when people got the juice, got the funk, you got to realize some certain gifts that you have. And that just happens to be one of my gifts. I can read people very, very quickly. And I know who they are. I know if they're giving me fluff. I know what it is. So I've been fortunate with that gift to be able to hire good people. So therefore my business can be ran a certain way. And then also having checks and balances in place so you can monitor everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, love it. So, so I mean, a lot of people that we've had on the show, one thing that they they bring out is just their 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 network um, and all the people they surround themselves with. You know, is, is there a core group of people that you surround yourself with on on an everyday basis or monthly basis, a quarterly basis, just to keep you uh, in line and fired up and going in the direction that you're going in? Absolutely. So, my brother pretty much owns anything that I own. Me and my brother are completely attached. So I have my brother and my brother comes from a perspective, same one I came from. Be honest with people. If you're messing up, you're messing up. And then also my CEO. So my brother is J.D. Dolphin. My CEO is Katerina uh, Hoshkova. So those are the two things that I I, I tend to surround myself with. And and those those two people keep me honest, keep me level headed and, and keep me on the right page. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us the, the listeners that, that are, you know, being an entrepreneur is, is, is something that they maybe desire. Maybe they want to play with. They don't know. You know, they're not sure. You know, like Marla said in the beginning, you know, and like you kind of talk to a little bit more. It's like it's not all about the cars and the, you know, the, the houses and all that stuff. Can you just share a little bit of your, your daily routine? You know, now that, you know, your, your, your business is, is I'm assuming that and correct me if I'm wrong, that is not growing at the rapid rate as it did when you first, you know, got ex- at that exposure it's kind of, you know, leveled off a little bit as a business would do. But, um, what have you, what do you do on a normal, on an everyday basis now? And how does your, your daily routine look? What does it, what does it look like? So every single day, since I am into health and fitness, I work out, I work out. every mm-hmm. day. So yep. I work out usually yeah. twice a day, similar to what the rock does. So I work out mm-hmm. early in the morning and I work out in the evenings. And in between then, what I do is, Now, there's so many individual companies that can help get your business to the next level. So I'm constantly interviewing them, constantly go looking at other businesses that are doing similar things that I do and what they're doing and how they're doing it and checking out Amazon and checking out all these other different opportunities out there and trying to find the correct one for myself. So I spend... Most of, I spend a lot of time working out. I spend a lot of time reading because I lot, do a lot of motivational stuff. I also do a lot of TV stuff. So there's a lot of prep that goes along with that. So like I'm constantly moving, constantly learning, constantly just keeping myself um, at a certain level. So therefore, when big opportunities do come, I can take full advantage of them. So uh, you, everybody knows, and, and it sounds like you're, you're a very busy man, the big one of the biggest thing is that is, is that burnout and also the life life family work balance. How, um, how do you maintain to not get that burnout, or if you ever got that burnout, how did you reengage yourself and then the work and family balance? Right, uh, you know what it is. I never got burned out for basketball. I love that. I loved it to the core. <laughs> I, so I, I really honestly it. feel like when you're doing something that you love, like you love it. You don't get burned out. You enjoy it too much. Now, yep. there's some things that do sacrifice that that becomes an issue in life. So sometimes, like I don't have kids, and I probably okay. don't have kids because of the fact that I work so much. So there are <laughs> certain things that 
you know, that are affected. So you just got to realize what's important for you at that particular time. And I'm sure within the next couple of years, my life will drastically change where family become more of a focus. But right Mm. now I'm doing something I completely love 100% and I'm all in. Love it. Love it. Love it, man. Love it. Oh, man. So, so AD, man, man, we, like you said, we appreciate your time, appreciate all that you're, you're, you're doing, man, this knowledge that you're giving us. If you can go back to, um, well, one question we like to ask our, our guests is, if you can go back to that student that was, you know, um, when you were elementary school, middle school, you had gone through some, maybe some challenging points in life, what would you say to him then, now, knowing what you know, uh, now in life. So growing up, I had a real chip on my shoulder. I don't know if it's because my parents were broken up or I, I have absolutely no idea what it was, but being able to communicate with people to me has been life-changing for me. Mm. So that was, that was the thing for me. That was the thing that held me back in basketball, having that relationship with my coach, having that relationship with my, with, with the players around me doing things like that and not being so selfish and not being so narrow minded. So if I had to speak to my younger self, I would definitely tell myself, Hey, relax, open up, speak to people, you know, carry yourself a certain way and, and, and you know what I mean? And it's okay with believing in yourself, but you know what I mean? You don't have to tell everybody what's on your mind and what you're thinking. <laughs> you got to be able, you got to be able to conduct yourself outside, basically. Oh, man. Love it. Love it. Love it. Hey, if anybody's trying to reach you or anybody's trying to get, get uh, any of our listeners are trying to say, hey, man, I want some more, a little bit more information or even get to your products. Um, why don't you just go ahead and um, give them your handle and uh, any way that they can reach you and find your products at. That's no problem. So if they want to go and look for our products, it's at dherbs.com. That's D-H-E-R-B-S.com. And also any social media platform referring to D-Herbs is just D-H-E-R-B-S, D-Herbs. You can find us on all, all the media um, outlets, all the social media outlets out there. And also me personally is A-D Dolphin, and that's A-D-D-O-L-P-H-I-N. And I'm pretty much on every platform. Oh, man. Love it. Perfect. Perfect. AD, listen, man, we really appreciate your time. Really appreciate you coming and just sharing your story uh, with our listeners and our travelers all over the world. And travelers, man, I I hope that you got an opportunity to hear like, hey, you know, uh, his story from his his perspective. You know, and I know it resonated with one or two or a million people out there that are in that valley. It's like, man, you know, do, do I do this? You know, do I go to be an entrepreneur? Do, do I not? What will it take? You know, and, and you heard straight from the mouth of someone that has gone through the journey and is still journeying. You know, I, I, I man, when we check back in with AD a few months, years from now, I know he's going to be light years ahead of where he is now just because of the spirit that he that he possesses. And um, so let's check it out. Join our success journey um, uh, squad so you can follow up with, hey, here, here, the podcast, leave comments ask questions. If you have any questions, you can ask us, leave a comment, boom, we'll get it to AD if you don't connect him, connect with him uh, directly because we really, really want to see you grow, man. This is the year of growth. This is your, this is your time, this is your season. Don't, don't delay it anymore. It's right now. But listen, we've come to the end of another episode and we hope that you enjoyed it. And Marlon and I will be back with you next week at the same time, the same place on the Success Journey Show. Everyone, have a good one, and we'll talk to you later. Peace. Uh, Peace. All right.
You've been listening to The Success Journey Show, where your dreams, drive, determination, and diligence are the foundation to success. For more information, check out thesuccessjourneyshow.com. The Journey Squad is here helping you to your destination.